This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Every day, life on this earth can sometimes be a very scary thing. Social unrest, financial uncertainty, wars among nations, climate change, and in this century, threats of pandemic diseases make simply getting up with joy in our hearts a much more difficult thing to do. Surely, God has a protection plan in place for His children. In His unique three-day series entitled, The Protection Promises of Psalm 91, Pastor Ray searches one of his favorite scriptures concerning God as our refuge and fortress. King David identified this beautiful and mysterious place as the secret place of the Most High. But we'll find that the secret place is not a secret at all. In fact, every Christian has the right to enter in, where the Lord will hear their prayer and give His angels charge over everything they do. Pastor invites you now to join him in discovery of God's divine protection plan in that secret place of Psalm 91. I feel like just continuing a little bit further in the message that we started last week on Psalm 91. So let's open up to the book of Psalms, Psalms 91. We live in a really perilous day in a very, you know, dreadful age. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on and uh, everywhere you go, if you're, you know, if you're not in the word and you don't know the Lord and you're not walking in faith, I mean, you, you're, you know, your heart could fail you. And... Um, so, but just because we've got all of this stuff going on around us doesn't mean that it needs to come near us or to affect our lives. I'm not going to stop living because there's this modern day evil among us called ISIS and uh, radical Islam terrorists, Islamic terrorists. I, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to call it what it is, by the way. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not, so we can't live in fear of evil men or evil plots or evil planning. As a matter of fact, we've been called into this earth to dispel darkness. We've been called into this place to drive demonic activity down. We've been called as light and salt of the earth to be light and salt in this earth to really deal and to, 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 to uh, you know, hurl a, a, a fatal blow to the works of the devil and the works of darkness. So we Christians ought not ever be walking in fear. Not, not, we shouldn't be afraid to get on an airplane. You see, if you know what to do, you'll not be afraid to get on an airplane. If you know how to command angels over that plane, if you know how to pray the prayer of faith, every time I get on a plane, I command the angels of God to go to that plane to guard it. And we're lifting up, it, they, you know, it may sound like that plane's being lifted by, you know, by engine power. And it's being propelled by engine power and landing by engine power. But most people don't know it on that plane, but that plane is being held up by angel power. See, we have angels, see. We'll talk about that. But we ought not walk in the fear 
of the things of this day, of the terror and the, of the age and, and this kind of stuff. This is all a demonic plan because the devil is uh, the, you know, the father of lies and he is the one who works in the realm of fear because fear is the opposite of faith. So like never before, church, we need to become radical. I said we need to become radical in our faith and our you know, offensive move against the enemy and all of his tactics and schemes and all of these kinds of things. And to walk in a, in a, uh, in a confidence, in a confident faith that God is with me and God is watching over my life and that I am sealed and protected by God himself. I want you to think about that. You are protected. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit and you are protected by God's uh, own hand because you are his loved one. You are his child. You are his prized possession. So last week in Psalm 91, let's just go back to verse one. We said, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, getting into that secret place of the Lord. And the secret place is really no secret to those of us that know God. The secret place is is just abiding in that quiet time with God. It's getting back to that place where we shut out the world and we, we, we pray and we commune with God. He said, if you'll get into the secret place with the Lord, and everybody has a different secret place, you know. Um, every, everybody's got a different time that they spend with God or place where they pray. But he says, those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And that means that you'll abide under the anointing of God. And we need to, uh, to learn and to develop this ability to flow in the anointing of God. Amen? So nothing's going to catch us by surprise. We ought to know things before they even happen. We ought to sense them before they even come. Are you with me? Because we are walking in the, in the anointing. And when we do get into a situation, we ought not fret because, because of the anointing, we'll know exactly what to do and how to navigate through that circumstance or that situation. So he who dwells in that secret place, he who's connected to the Father, he who prays and seeks and, and lives close to God, he who dwells in that secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty or will walk you know, in the anointing of God. And it says, I will say of the Lord, this is what you're supposed to be saying, what are you saying about God? Are you moaning and groaning and saying, you know, oh, why is God doing this to me? Oh, I don't know why God put this on me. Oh, I don't know. You know, that, that's not what you ought to be saying of the Lord. He said, I will say, I will say of the Lord. This is what you ought to be saying of the Lord. He is my refuge, my fortress, my God in him I will trust. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. We talked about God being our refuge last week. And we talked about what is a refuge. It's a cliff or a lofty place, an inaccessible place. I love that word. God puts us in an inaccessible place so that the schemes, the plans, the tricks of the enemy cannot get near us. It's not coming near me. Come on. Because I am, I am abiding under the shadow. I'm living under the anointing of God. And I say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. You've got to call God your fortress. You've got to claim God your fortress. You've got to say with your mouth, God is my fortress. I am, I am in an inaccessible place, enemy, and you cannot come near me. Come on, somebody say amen in the name of Jesus. 
So it's a high fort or a tower, a place of defense, a safe haven, a retreat, a place to defend and to protect someone. So God says that we are, he is our refuge. And we looked at a bunch of scriptures about God being our refuge. You need a little Psalm 91 refueling. Because some of you are looking a little too scared to me. You're looking a little overwhelmed by life. You're looking a little over-concerned about things. And, and probably because you haven't been in Psalm 91, you haven't been encouraging yourself that you are walking in the anointing of God, that you, you are one who finds himself in the secret place quite often. And, and, and therefore, you're going to say of the Lord, he is. He's not going to be. He not might be. He is. He is my refuge, my hiding place. Come on. My strong tower, my inaccessible place, man. That, see, that's why you got to live in God and live close to God and, and you'll stay safe and you'll, you'll live this life in power and in victory over everything that the enemy wants to bring your way. I will say of the Lord. So verse three, let's read these verses. We'll go uh, three through uh, verse eight. So he says here, surely... He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Let me read it through and then we'll go back. And from from the perilous or the deadly pestilence or plague or disease. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. There's the word refuge again. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. And you shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Come on, somebody. So, so last week we saw and we talked about God, our refuge. But this week in these verses, what we see, you ready? Is God our deliverer. God our deliverer. So not only does he promise to be a protection to us, a refuge to us, but he also promises that if something might try to sneak in or bypass, or maybe sometimes we drop the hedge and something comes in, he promises to be our deliverer in our time of trouble. See, so we should not be afraid no matter where we're going or what we're doing, because he's not only promised to be our refuge or our hiding place or our safe tower or a strong tower, but he's also promised to be our deliverer from the time of trouble. So let me, let me read, because I, I, love, I love definitions. So this is what the word deliverer, uh, deliverer or deliverer means. It means to snatch away. So, you know, if we, and, and this is right out of the concordance. So, so it means to snatch away. In other words, if you find yourself in trouble, God said he's coming to deliver you. He's going to snatch you up and pull you right out of that trouble. Amen. Whatever that is coming up against you, you are firmly fixed in the hand of God and you stand there in faith declaring and, and, and saying the word of God and, and trusting in God. He says, I'll pick you up and I'll snatch you right out of that trouble. But many times I found myself in trouble. You know, all kinds of things happen. I mean, pastoring is a very dangerous job. 
Yeah, I mean, if you want, it's among some of the most dangerous jobs in the world, you know. Um, and, uh, and I found myself often in times of difficulty. Or try, and it could not only, you know, we, we're talking not only physical trouble, but just any kind of danger uh, or turmoil or, or just any kind of uh, trouble that would come your way. And I found myself in turbulent times. That's another way to say it, turbulence, right? And, and, and it was amazing how I just, I, in fact, one time one, I was, we were in the midst of something in the church and a lady came to me and said, Pastor Ray, I had a vision. And I'm very careful when people say they had a vision because I don't know what they ate last night. I don't know what they were, I don't know what they're drinking or what they're smoking. So I got to be very careful about when people say they had visions, you know. So, so she said, I had a vision. She said, and this is what the Lord showed me and he told me to tell you. He said, there's a storm going on around you. She said, just, it's like you got to pull your coat up and put it over your head like on a stormy night and just put, put yourself forward into the wind and just keep on moving, keep on moving, keep on moving and you're going to come out to the other side of this storm totally unscathed. And I, I knew that was from God because at the moment... It, it was wisdom from the Lord because I didn't know what to do in the midst of the storm. So really what I did is I just braced myself. I got myself ready. And God came in and basically just snatched me right out of that storm and put me to the other side of the sea. So, so, he, so to, 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 to deliver or to be, uh, to be our deliverer means one who will snatch you away. Sometimes you'll find yourself in a situation, but God divinely will just get you and pull you right out of it and put you in a better place. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome, the God we serve? That's why we need to stay in the Word. That's why we need to build ourselves up on this stuff. Because this is, this is the promise when we talk about the promises of God. These are the promises. He's going to snatch you away. Just pick you up and take you right out of the trouble. You're not even going to know. Uh, and, and you all heard me many years ago talk about that some of the trouble we went through in the church when we first built it. And it was, you know, a disaster. And we, we got here and then there was trouble in the church. And it was very turbulent, very turbulent. And I know why. You know why? Because the enemy was ticked. Because God got his way on this property. Every time, and this is something you've got you to realize, even as we think about the future and buying property and this kind of stuff, every time you snatch, and Lester Sumrall, some of you remember who Lester Sumrall was, very mighty man of God, passed away a bunch of years ago. But he, he said this, he said, anytime you, you, you acquire a piece of land for the, for the kingdom, it ticks the devil off. Because he is the God of this earth, and what happens when we take territory, when we buy property... We're snatching what he thinks is his. He doesn't realize that it's only there for a short season because everything belongs to God. Amen. But he's kind of managing it right now. And you say, some of you say, well, how can you say that he is the God of the earth? Because if God was in control of this earth, we're in big trouble. Did you all hear what I just said? God is not in control. No. We, the believers, are supposed to take territory and take our position and enforce the... The, the, the power of God and inflict vengeance against the forces of evil in this earth. But God's not in control because if he were, man, we're in big trouble because the world is in big trouble. Don't, we'd say, man, God's in, I mean, we, the church would be in big trouble. So, so but God will, the, the word to, to deliver you means he'll snatch you away. He'll pick you up. And during those turbulent times, I can remember being in the midst of that thing and not knowing what to do. And sometimes when you don't know what to do, you just got to stand there and say, God, you are my deliverer, and I'm expecting to be snatched away. And it's amazing how God will just, you know, you're walking through, you know, you've got to live every day. I mean, you, you know, he's not going to like jump you over, over time, 
but you have to live through the day, but you have to live in faith, trusting him, staying on the word and declaring and saying that you are my deliverer and I know you will deliver me out of this circumstance, situation or hard place. And it's amazing how you'll find yourself all of a sudden have been picked up and snatched away and you're in a whole new place. I can remember in some of my darkest days, you know, you know, physically I, I, I felt, emotionally I felt lousy, physically I felt lousy, but spiritually there was some, I just felt God's delivering hand upon me. God will never leave you nor forsake you. Come on, give me a better amen than that. So it means to, uh, to snatch away, to defend, to escape. Wow, God will create an escape path for you. He will be your pathway of escape. Because he has called himself and promised himself to be our deliverer. So it doesn't matter what you're going through. doesn't matter what you're facing. You must proclaim according to Psalm 91. doesn't matter where you find yourself. You must proclaim Psalm 91 over your life that he is my deliverer. He's not only my refuge, but he's also my deliverer. It means to preserve. Here, I like this word. It means to recover. God will recover you. You see, he'll, he'll, he'll recover the things that you have lost. As a matter of fact, the Word of God says that the enemy must pay back seven times. God says he'll give you double for your trouble. He'll cause a recovery in your life. And sometimes it's not natural things. Sometimes it's your health. Sometimes it's your peace. Sometimes it's your joy. Sometimes it's time lost because the enemy messed with something in your life and you didn't, you know, you, you lost some good time with family or time doing the things you like to do. God says he is your deliverer and he will recover even the lost time and the lost thing, your lost joy. I can remember back in those days when I think of it and, and I relate it to this in those days when I was, you know, duking it out and fighting it out and trying to keep everything together and trying to keep myself together and it was a disaster and I lost a lot of time, just fun time, happy time, joyful time. My mother was sick at that time and, you know, was in the nursing home and wasting away and, and, and I lost a lot. Let me tell you, it was like a time, it felt like a time of loss. But you know, when I came out of that time when God snatched me out of that time when he protected me and covered me and and and, and that's we're going to see that because he says he'll he'll cover you with his wings when he covered me and protected me and got me through the other side and delivered me i'm going to tell you what from that point to this point i have received much more than seven times the blessing back in my life much more much more that's the god that we serve and that's the good news of the, the gospel that we preach, that God is our, uh, he'll recover all that's lost. He'll rescue you. That's another powerful word. He'll rescue you. And, um, and he'll save. To deliver means to save you. And uh, of course, the greatest deliverance that we had was when we gave our heart to Jesus Christ. We were rescued. We were saved from the grips of the devil. And the Bible says that he translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, you see. And that was the greatest deliverance, act of deliverance. But all the other deliverances come along with the package. He'll deliver you in your times of trouble. So let's look at a couple of verses. Well, let's, let's read down a little bit more here. He'll deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestle. The snare of the fowler, the fowler was a bird catcher. And his job was to go out and catch birds. 
and it says that he will deliver you from the snare. The snare was the net in which the, in which the, here, let's say it this way. Net, let's put it this way. It was the trap that the fowler set to catch the birds. And God says that, you see, what you've got to know is what I said before, what you've got to know is that the enemy has schemes and tricks and plans and booby traps that he sets for God's people, just like the bird catcher, the fowler, sets for the bird. And, and he says that, he says, I, I love it when he says that he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. In other words, he will deliver you from the tricks, the schemes, the advances of the devil, the booby traps, the traps that the enemy will set. He said, he will deliver you. He will snatch you out of them. He will rescue you from them. He will keep you protected in them. And he will deliver you till you get to the other side of that. Amen. This is what Psalm 91, I don't know what you're all going through tonight, but whatever you're going through, God is your deliverer. So you ought to start to proclaiming deliverance. So if, if you, you know, if you're in a bad place, if you're in a poor place, a, a, a lean place, a, an unhealthy place, whatever it is, you start to declare, God, you said you're my deliverer, that you would deliver me from the, from the snare of the fowler. And, and those tricks and schemes are everything. Their sickness, their disease, their poverty, their want, their lack, their insufficiency. It's depression. It's oppression. It's all of these things that the enemy wants to try to unleash and hurl against you and me, you see. But we have the word of God. We have a God who said, I'll not only be your refuge, but I will be your deliverer. See, now, when you walk in the confidence that God's your deliverer, man, you could face anybody, anything, walk through anything. That's why I don't believe in Christians quitting, giving up when the times get rough. You see how many Christians give up when the times get rough? You know, as soon as rough seas come, everything's, they're shouting hallelujah and they're doing good. But the minute a little turbulence, a little trouble water, they're ready to quit. Why? Because they don't know. They have not come to know God, their refuge, and God, their deliverer. They don't know God as deliverer. So instead of running to God, they run away from him. Instead of pushing through, they quit. Instead of staying with it, they give up. You see, but if you know God's your deliverer, you stand in the midst of every situation and you proclaim, God, you are my deliverer and you will deliver me from this snare that the devil has set or this trick or this trap or this scheme that the enemy has set against me. Wow. I'm telling you, man, this stuff is powerful. And I, I, like I said, I don't want to keep talking about myself, but I, I know myself better than I know anybody. And I know what I've been through. And I'm here to proclaim to you and tell you that God has delivered me from every snare, trick, trap of the enemy all of these years that I have served him. Amen. The devil tried to take me out and does, but you know what? You say, well, doesn't that scare you? No, it doesn't scare me at all. It makes me bolder. It makes me madder. It makes me hotter for God. Come on, are you with me? It gets me more radical. Now, that's really what we need in the body of Christ. We need some, some more people that are going to get radical with this stuff and really believe God and stand and, and, and not just be a mamsy-pamsy Christian, a Sunday-only Christian. Look like it, but don't, you know, talk it, but don't walk it. It's not going to get you anywhere. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com. 